Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's the 24th, and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. Um, today, we're back with Earl Tiemann and myself, Brendan McClenahan. We're reading uh, today's passage, which is Jeremiah 28, verses 5 through 9. Earl, would you mind reading that for us? Sure. Then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to the prophet Hananiah in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May the Lord do so. May the Lord fulfill the words that you have prophesied and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the, of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. But listen now to this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of the prophet comes true, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What do you think? (laughs) Uh, You know, this is, I would say, one of the two days this week where I read the, uh, the scripture of the day, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep. So yeah, I'll let you decide later on in the week when the second day is. Okay. But this is definitely one of them for me. Um, I'll say this: I'm glad I'm not paid to be a prophet when I read this. Why? Because it sounds like uh, you know, off with your head for if you get it wrong. <laughs> it may, it makes me think this is what should happen to weather forecasters in the 21st century. <laughs> You know, uh-huh. it's, it's, it, he uh-huh. thinks it's cloudy and cold today. Nope, it's sunny and 70. Come Off on. Of your head. Off of <laughs> well, imagine if that really was the situation. You'd have very few weather casters. You're right. You would. It kind of clears them out. Indeed. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, I think you're actually pinpointing the heart of the passage. Uh, they say, oh gosh, was this in Abraham Heschel? I forget where I read this, but um, talking about, how do you discern true prophets from false prophets? It's whether the prophecy comes true. Well, sure. It's simple, right? Yeah. So (laughs) it's, I mean, there are lots of people prophesying. I mean, there were, there are scores of prophets that a king would have at his disposal. And sometimes he'd be like, okay, what's a prophecy? Someone would come up to him and they'd prophesy something and be like, I don't like that one. Okay. Someone else come prophesy to me. And they'd say, well, this is going to happen. He's like, "Eh, I don't like that. You know, like almost scrolling through an Instagram feed, you know, like, no, 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 no. And then finally get to one who's like, uh, okay, I could, I could deal with that. And so you've got a lot of pressure as a prophet to say something the king likes or else you're going to lose your job. He's going to be like, eh, no, 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 no. If you have a good king, all you'll do is lose your job. Right. It could be much worse. Yeah, kill you. Right. Um, and yeah, throw a spear at you or something like that. Um. And so you've got Jeremiah here who's standing up to Hananiah. Hananiah has just said, 
um, yeah, we're going to go into exile, but it's going to be just going to be for two years. No big, no big deal. It's just going to be, it's going to be a short stint and then we'll get back to normal. Yeah. We'll be back here. So everybody just don't freak out. We'll get back to normal. And, uh, the people generally seem to like that. And then Jeremiah comes in and goes, okay, listen, you can prophesy peace all you want. And that really serves you, doesn't it? Like, because you know you're not going to lose your job. You know you're going to be listened to. Everybody loves to hear you say all these you know, great forecasts about what's going to happen. But let me tell you this. like, You're going to know the peaceful prophet that is true only when it actually comes true. Basically, take this with a huge grain of salt. I think this guy is full of it. Yeah. You know? um, and in fact, I'm prophesying it's going to be much, much worse. Um, and... I think you've got in Jeremiah the heart of a prophet who's willing to not uh, say the easy things and also to not bow to anyone else but God, Sure. to be detached from his own, own outcomes. In that sense, it's kind of like Abraham in Genesis 22, who's willing to do whatever, um, even if it looks like he's about to murder his son. You know, um, He's not beheld to anybody except for God. I see that heart in Jeremiah, who's like, nope, that's not what's going to be happening. Um, and Jesus does the same thing. He, he warns about, you know, the teachers of the law, false prophets, and, um, you know, people who say, oh, it's going to be peace, peace. And he's like, no, not peace. It's actually going to be much worse than that. It's going to be, following me is going to be really hard. It's not just going to be this, you know, joy ride. Yeah. Um, where people want to hear that it's going to be, all okay and it's going to be easy and there's going to be an easy fix yeah so so they're headed into the exile and it's going to be like 80 years before they they get back and yet hananiah is saying uh two years and jeremiah is like no what's interesting about jeremiah is he ends up uh he ends up prophesying you know that yes they're going to be in exile for a much longer but um he also, I think it was Jeremiah who buys property and says, and also prophesies hope amidst, amidst okay. the uh, amidst the exile saying, yeah, we're going to go off. Um, I could be wrong. It could be Isaiah that buys the property. Um, in fact, this is what I do. I look it up. Um, uh, I uh, buy property. Um, okay. Yep. Jeremiah buys a field in Jeremiah 32. So, Jeremiah invests in the land that says they're going to lose for a long time. So there's those that both, the hope and the despair at the okay. same time, which is probably similar to the psalm we read yesterday. Huh. But, um, yeah, that willingness of Jeremiah to say the hard things and also the caution that we can prophesy all we want, but but the, uh, the true prophet is proven by what actually happens, basically God's will. Yeah. And uh, we can't be too confident, over, overly confident about um, any prophecies or predictions or anything like that. Yeah. So I don't know. What are you, th- what are your thoughts? Um, I also like to think about, um, the way this ties into like, you know, my life as a Christian. And if I, um, perceive that God has given me a word, um, or given, uh, you know, us as leaders, a, a, a direction to go, um, it, then you're much more confident in your conviction. Mm-hmm. And um, and you're willing to, you know, draw a line in the sand if necessary mm-hmm. out of a certain position because you know it's of God. And um, 
I think what you see in guys like Hananiah is you just see this. It's almost more political. It's more of a politician who's yep. saying, you know, what the people's ears want to hear. Yep. And uh, so probably doesn't even know that. Probably doesn't even know he's saying what the people. Yes. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say almost the exact same thing. Like we have to be careful about our allegiances to politicians, to the state, to the king, so as it were, um, because of how easily that can sway our allegiance to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, our, we, we might overly associate with one politician or another um, to our own downfall and mm-hmm. shame. And here Hananiah is shamed before everybody else because of Jeremiah's willingness to speak up and say, actually, I don't. I don't subscribe to political parties here. I don't, right. I don't, I don't serve the, the king. I serve God yeah. and I happen to be in the king's courts right now. Mm. So I think there's a caution there. And I also think there's, there's some words in here about what we're experiencing with quarantine, you know, like um, I think there's a, uh, a, a posture of wanting to, one of these, our own internal desire to have things get back as soon as possible. Yes. You know, and maybe they will get back soon. You know, like maybe things will turn around sooner than later. Um, But Jeremiah here cautions against um, overly optimistic thinking or hopeful thinking and tells people later in Jeremiah 29, like settle into this phase, like settle in. There's something God is teaching us in the midst of this. This is not just a breeze through and get back to normal so we can, you know, keep on the track. God is actually reforming uh, Israel here. He's um, uh, Jeremiah is always talking about pulling up, uh, plucking up and planting or pulling up and putting down. Like God wants to prune and take this root of sin and uh, idolatry and all this nasty stuff out of Israel. And the way he's going to do that is by sending them to exile. It's not an accident. And so he's saying, go into this phase on purpose and don't rush it. You know, not don't rush it because, you know, it's just inevitable, but, but God is doing something, you know. Right. And so I think the same applies for us coming out of COVID-19, you know, making everybody's making different predictions about what it's going to look like, i.e. false prophets. What is God leading us through? And we can't necessarily predict exactly how it's going to go. Just like Jeremiah tells us, we Han and I can't predict it other than what actually will happen, which we don't know. But we do know is that there is God's presence amidst it and leading us and shaping us and reforming us process. So let's not rush it. So that's, I'm not saying, I'm not giving a timeline here. I'm not trying to be a false prophet. I'm just saying there's purpose amidst what's happening. Mm -hmm. God is active in this time. And if we rush it, we end up being false prophets who um, have functional atheism as our, as our kind of lens where we're like, well, God isn't really present in the pandemic. God isn't really present in the quarantine. This is all a tool of the devil to get us off track. And while the devil may be part of this in some way, in you know, even the cause of it, God is always working his purposes in the midst of it yep. to transform us. Yep. So, um, so we need to pay attention to what God is doing and, again, not rush it, just like Jeremiah is urging people to do. Yeah. Yeah, there could be a purpose for the phase mm-hmm. and a reason for it. And we just need to be open to it and embrace it. Mm. Yep, absolutely. And it's hard. It's hard to navigate that stuff. 
and stay um, in sync with God, to listen to God, and be detached from uh, politicians, to be detached from uh, the opinions of others, and simply go, like Abraham, okay, here I am. You know, I'm here I am in the midst of a pandemic. You know, here I am in the midst of staggered reopenings. Here I am, you know, what do you have for me now? You know? Yeah. So, sweet. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening today. And tomorrow, it is Thursday, obviously, and we're going to be reading Romans 6, 12 through 23. So can't wait to talk about that with you tomorrow. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.